Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Hara. I've been in different leadership positions over the last seven years, and the most rewarding thing is when I'm able to help women on their way to a promotion or a better position with another company. I'm here to help so many more women see their potential and implement small changes every day to make a huge impact in their career. I focus on confidence, self-awareness, communication, growth mindset, networking, and more. If you're ready to believe in yourself and take action, you're in the right place. Let's go. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Next Level Leaders. Happy to have you here. Hope you are all doing well. We have had a great last week. The warmer weather has been so nice and we have decided to start working on our backyard which is a huge project. We are going to be pouring some concrete on on a big section of the backyard. So we have room for more patio furniture and mostly so that the kids can play in the backyard, fenced in, you know, riding their little bikes around and whatnot versus uh, being outside on our uneven sidewalks. Oh my gosh, I swear every time we go out on a walk, The struggle is real trying to push Charlotte in her stroller and if she's trying to sleep, it is a miracle that she stays asleep because there are so many bumps in the road when we're out walking around the neighborhood. So I'm excited to have some flat surface area for them to run around and play on and we have a fire pit that we purchased at a really great deal. There was a company that was selling them for really inexpensive. So I'm excited to set that up and have some campfires as well as getting the rest of our patio furniture set up and being able to relax and lounge outside as often as possible. I really love Utah summers. So head over to Instagram if you want to see any progress there. My Instagram is at Nicole.Harup and I post every once in a while about progress that we're making. We started the whole thing last fall. However, the machine that my husband had borrowed from work, it was a huge struggle because we had barely started into the project and when I say we, I mostly mean him. (laughs) Not that I was doing much work on the heavy machinery. But he was trying to level our backyard and get everything all set up to lay new sod and prepare for concrete to be poured. But one of the tires fell off. They are like those big tires, like snowmobile tires. Let's be honest, I really don't know all the lingo. But uh, I guess like the closest thing I can think of is a snowmobile tire and it would not go back on. He spent an entire weekend trying to get that back onto the machine, and as soon as it got back on the track so that it was actually working and functioning properly, it fell off again. So he was over it, and so was I. I felt so bad for him. It was such a struggle and a stress, and we didn't make nearly as much progress as we wanted, And then soon after, it got really cold and the ground started to freeze over much quicker than we had anticipated. So we decided we needed to wait for spring or summer and 
now we're finally back at it again. So I'm really excited to have a backyard again and have some more grass and concrete so we can hang out out back all day long. Over the weekend, I attended a virtual event and I really loved one of the things that they did. And I wanted to start out this week's episode with this exercise. So it's creating an I am statement. And I'm sure if you are into positive affirmations or if you've listened to one of my previous episodes where I did that affirmation meditation, this is similar, uh, but I wanted you to think, even if you're out and about driving, you don't have to write it down, but think for just a moment, an I am statement. If nothing was holding you back, what would you have as your I am statement? Give you another 30 seconds or so. Think of all of the different I am statements. What one is standing out most to you? What keeps coming back to the front of your mind? Okay, great. So for that exercise, I hope that you allowed yourself to think bigger and dream bigger and allow yourself to explore some possibilities within your mind of what you're capable of. I know for me, when I did this practice, I thought so many different, amazing, helpful, uplifting I am statements because I was trying to narrow down what one is most important to me right now and what I am statement is going to help benefit me most in this time of my life. I hope you were able to think of multiple positive statements because you are great and you are worthy and you deserve every single thing that you thought about. Now picking one of those top I am statements that came to your mind and writing it down somewhere, speaking it out loud multiple times throughout the day. Anytime that you have self-doubt, think back to your I am statement. Keep it simple but focused enough to where you know that if you are not working on something that is helping you in the direction of that I am statement or making you feel whatever feeling that you have within your I am statement, adjust your course and work on something or change your mindset on 
focusing on things that are going to help you achieve that I am statement and make you feel worthy of it. Okay, today we are going to be talking about multitasking. I wanted to change your opinion or your views on multitasking because it's such a buzzword and I see it so often on resumes or people talking about multitasking, how it's something that is really great. And in some situations and circumstances, multitasking is necessary and it is helpful. However, today I'm going to challenge your thoughts on multitasking and if you think it really is a great skill set to have, or maybe it's a phrase that you have adopted over time because so many other people have said it. And I want you to challenge yourself in different viewpoints that you have and really think to yourself, do I think that way? Do I feel that same way as someone else? Because if the majority of people at your company are talking about something or whatever it may be, it seems to be a bandwagon type thing, right? Where people start using certain phrases and we adopt them or start saying them without really knowing if that's how we feel. So I would challenge you to think for yourself and really try on different versions of whatever it is that you may be facing, whether it's, I am good at multitasking. Are you good at multitasking? Do you want to be good at multitasking? So it's good to approach that statement or thought in a couple of different ways because maybe in questioning whatever it is that you're thinking about, maybe questioning it helps you think outside the box and come from different perspectives, which is an important ability to have is looking at things through a different lens and trying on different ways of doing things in a leadership role down the road. There was an exercise that I did years ago where someone wanted to challenge multitasking. And if you want to do the exercise, I will explain it really quickly here, but I won't time everything. You can do that on your own if you would like and see how quickly you can do it or challenge your friend or coworker and see how fast you can do it compared to them for a fun little friendly competition. Maybe loser buys winner lunch or something fun. Keep it lighthearted, but basically what you will do is get a pen and a piece of paper and the first exercise, you're going to write the letters A to Z on the top line. And right below that, you're going to write the numbers 1 to 26. So A to Z is first, 1 to 26 is second, but you'll time yourself at doing both. So start the timer, write out A to Z, and then below that 1 to 26. Write down the time that it takes you to do that. And then the second part of the exercise is doing very similar, but you'll do A to Z on the top line, 1 to 26 on the second line. However, the multitasking aspect of this is you will start with A and below that you will write the number one. 
you'll do the letter B and below that, write the number two. You'll do the letter C and below that, write the number three. Does that make sense? So you're alternating between the letters and the numbers and see how quickly you can get that done. So again, if you're challenging a friend or coworker, maybe see who gets the best time out of both and go from there. But the result is that you are so much quicker at focusing on the alphabet or the numbers in their own lines. When you're focused on one thing at a time where you're writing just the alphabet or where you're just writing out numbers, the focus is honed in and the flow goes so much better and more quickly. So you'll find that multitasking in this extreme example is not as beneficial. When I got introduced to the state of flow or the practice of flow, it is something that was, I wouldn't say life-changing, but pretty close to it. It helped me really focus on one task at a time as often as possible. And I am not always the greatest at staying within a state of flow. So I have to remind myself, okay, Nicole, you need to focus We need to get all these different things done. However, we can't keep hopping between different pages. What I'll do is if I'm thinking through something, I'll start clicking through all of my tabs. It's a really bad habit and I am, I don't know, good or bad, I guess, depending on how you want to view it. Uh, I have a ton of tabs open at the same time. To some people, that would be really overwhelming and exhausting. And to me, I like to have everything available one click away versus trying to load everything up again when I'm ready to work on it. But one thing that I have found that's helpful is if I'm trying to work on one task at a time is to separate that window into its own screen. I drag that window on my MacBook and pull it into its own window so that I don't have the opportunity to see all the different tabs and all the different things that I could also be working on. I just need to focus on the one task at hand and start working through that and allow that flow to let me get in a good rhythm and make as much progress as possible. Now, I'm not recommending that you focus on one thing from start to finish because that can also be really exhausting. And if you're not mentally ready to complete from start to finish, because some of these tasks can be overwhelming and maybe you don't have every single thing that you need to finish it, but you have what you need to make some progress, that is still a good opportunity to practice flow is saying, okay, I need to work on this aspect of this project and make some progress. And then I will move on to another project or another task and make some progress there. So a to-do list or whatever kind of organization system you have is helpful, but something I really recommend is practicing flow. Now there are times, for example, I help manage a customer service inbox and I am 
checking email while also being available on the phones and I am messaging on our Slack communication channel and I'm copying and pasting different things and I'm looking at the email and then I get a message from someone else and I have to determine which is more urgent so then I'm copying information from Slack into our order system or our tracking system or whatever it is and if you work in a company similar to that I'm sure this all sounds very familiar but there are times when I've worked at companies that had you know 12 systems that you would check different things in so there was a notes system there was availability for certain things in one system but if I wanted one other specific thing, I had to go to another system to check on it or whatever else there was. I know that there are programs and companies who are working to combine everything into one software, which is so great. And I'm very much thankful for those types of companies to help condense as much as possible to have it all in one place. But if you're working for an inbound phone system, But if you're working in a call center, for example, you are having all sorts of things thrown at you where even just simply being in available for phone calls to come in, you are expected to multitask. You may be working on one thing and wrapping up a phone call and then another call comes in. So what do you do? You can't say, hey, hang on, I'm not done with what I was doing. I'm in a state of flow with my previous customer and finishing everything up there before I can move on to you. There is an expectation to some degree of being good at multitasking. So I wanted to show both sides of the equation where I do think multitasking is extremely necessary in certain situations. However, even when you're on a phone call or whatever it is that you're doing, maybe you are um, a waitress. I have served tables for years. And although there's a ton of multitasking involved, you can still be very smart about how you're multitasking. As a server, for example, you're going to want to Do as much as you can as far as cleaning off tables and bringing as much back to the kitchen when you're headed back to go check if someone's food is ready or if you're doing refills, doing multiple table refills instead of one table's refill or one person's refill only to drop it off and realize multiple people also need a refill. So there are ways that you can Again, work smarter, not harder, and be more aware of your surroundings and what's going on. I also believe that in a call center environment, you can have a better state of flow and still work through the different things expected of you. I can tell you one thing that drives me absolutely crazy is when I have called in and I needed help with my internet, for example. My internet was really struggling with my speed and I wanted to know what was going on. And the agent reassured me that they were going to get me taken care of. But had I heard about the TV services that they also offer that I could bundle with my internet? And I was so frustrated because 
Although I realize that is probably expected of the agent to bring up other services that could be eligible for me or see if they could save me more money or whatever it was. But I was frustrated in that moment because I needed my issue resolved before being able to move on to that next step. So for me, don't offer me all these extra things and potential extra headaches before you resolve my issue because I've seen it before where someone calls in with an issue and they get sidetracked with whoever they end up talking to and they move into this whole other area, get everything else all situated. They hang up and they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even get my issue resolved. And then they need to call back again. That is super frustrating. I know we've probably all been there. I've probably done that to a customer in my day. I've been in different phone positions for probably half my life. So I don't doubt that I've made that error myself, but that is also when thinking through the different tasks and getting through things one at a time as easily as you're able to manage that without dragging on the conversation. So again, there's a little bit of self-awareness involved as well as planning out your call or whatever it is that you're facing to determine, okay, how can I do this in the most effective way possible to show that I want to help get their issues resolved and also make sure that anything I'm required to do gets taken care of. And it's also not handled in the last 30 seconds of the call where you're trying to offer all sorts of different services when the person on the other end of the line is completely checked out. The last thing I'll touch on is in interviews. So again, if you have this on your resume, I would highly recommend to reassess how you want to talk about multitasking. And if that is a buzzword that is in your resume, I would either remove it or adjust it or further explain why it's required and necessary within your role to multitask because it really isn't as glamorous as we may have once made it out to be. I think people want to be so busy and want people to think that they are doing all sorts of different things and being productive, but if you're doing busy work, for the sake of doing busy work and not actually making any progress or you're not helping the bottom line or whatever it is, I would definitely rather my teams have a state of flow and a little bit more calm to their life than to feel so frantic. Multitasking makes me think of frantic and unplanned and not well executed most of the time. But again, not everyone thinks that way. So I wanted to come on here and kind of challenge your views and opinions on the phrase itself, multitasking. You can easily talk about the different things that you do within your role that require multitasking, but I really appreciate when someone can say, you know, I really like to focus on one task at a time or one project at a time as much as I can to be able to make really great progress. I find that I'm able to put my best work forward when I'm able to focus on one thing at a time and manage my time instead of trying to multitask. So 
time management and multitasking are kind of one in the same to me as far as saying I'm good with time management or I'm good at multitasking. What really does that mean? And dissect that. What do you want time management to mean to you? What are your opinions on multitasking? And how does that affect you in your current position and where you want to go from here? I can tell you as a leader and working to become a leader amongst other team members, multitasking is something that, yes, is somewhat expected, but again, also figuring out how to work smarter, not harder, and being more proactive instead of reactive. That's another one that's really big for me is when I can see that someone has planned out their day or their week or anticipated certain things happening you can see this from the top down of course like the ceo is going to have the most knowledge and they're going to be able to have a broader lens or perspective on different things that are going on so they can make certain choices as to where to focus their energy and then they can delegate certain things so instead of multitasking on all these little tasks What can you delegate? What can you empower other team members to do? Even if it's team members who are on your same level, if someone's really great at something and you're not, and you're able to help each other out by doing certain things for each other in, of course, the most ethical ways, I'm not saying pawn your work off on someone else or do anything that's unethical, but figuring out how you can help each other out. I always try to offer my assistance to my direct leaders to say, Hey, I would love to be able to pull reports for you so that you don't have to do that every day. If you're open to that, can you show me how to pull these different reports for you so that at least you have the information and you don't have to do that extra step of the legwork so that again, that's kind of relieving them from the different tasks that they have. But again, it goes back to being as proactive as you possibly can Again, if you're in an environment that's very reactive, such as an inbound call center, there isn't a ton that you can do proactively in certain situations, but if you're trying to think ahead and trying to plan things out as much as possible, you'll likely be less stressed and not feel as overwhelmed when you start to take the reins and the accountability for how you want to plan out your day with your customers. When you are being more proactive saying, Hey, I am going to be able to take care of this for you. I'm also going to be doing an account review so that we make sure that you're getting the best bang for your buck or that everything is sorted out for you and that you don't have any additional questions or need to reach out to us for the time being. I want to be able to make sure that I get all your questions answered today. That way you're setting that expectation in the beginning and then you start to go back to their initial issue, their initial issue, resolve that. And then because you already set that expectation that you're going to be doing an account review or talking about this, that, or another thing, they will likely allow you to do that. All right. Well, I hope I was able to challenge you and your ways of thinking about 
multitasking and what's going to serve you best in your position. Again, it's different for everyone, but I wanted to come on here with the different types of point of views and different levels of entry level versus working into a leadership type position. Hope you guys have a wonderful day and a great rest of your week. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Next Level Leaders. If today's episode resonated with you, please take a quick screenshot, share it to your Instagram, and tag me at Nicole.Hara. I love to see it, and it means the world to me. I appreciate you helping to spread the word so I can help more women. See you on next week's episode.